Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 11 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Catch Me If You Can. What a trip this went on. No one had a fun day and in a different way than usual. And it really, you know, took a number of twists and turns to think at the beginning of this episode, we thought Jeremy was going to kill a group of vampires and how different the day went. And all because Jeremy just got too much conscience. Get over it. Move on. They already got turned into vampires. They're going to die pretty soon anyway because they're new vampires. We've seen the statistics, okay? If anything, you're helping. As always, I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Jeremy is furious when Klaus tries to control him by putting Matt's life in danger. Damon coaches Jeremy as he prepares to take on Klaus's new vampires, but they find that Cole has beaten them to it. Cole makes it clear that he will stop at nothing to convince everyone to give up the search for the cure. Looking for a new ally... Rebecca reminds Stefan that they were once close friends. Wink, wink. <laughs> when Sheriff Forbes and Mayor Hopkins question Shane about his involvement in the Founders Council deaths, Bonnie steps in with questions of her own, and Shane's responses push Bonnie to the edge of her powers. Elena negotiates with Klaus to keep Jeremy safe, but when danger suddenly appears from a totally unexpected enemy, Elena comes up with her own daring plan for Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Finally, she has something good to contribute to the team. Yeah, Elena has a pretty rough episode, but we'll get into it. We start the episode in the woods. Matt is running from the vampires. One gets him and bites him, but that vampire is shot by Jeremy and Matt's okay. And we're like, how did we get here? (laughs) And to answer that question, we flash back to a little earlier at Xanadu, our favorite dive bar. Jeremy says, no way, I'm not doing this. Klaus says, what makes you think you have a choice? Klaus is like, I'm not like suggesting it. Like I'm telling you what we're doing today. This is not a pitch. I already turned them all. Okay, we're, we're here. It's happening. You just have to do your part. And Damon says, look, Jeremy, you have to kill vampires to complete the Merc. Merc equals cure. You're in a burr full of almost vampires. Get your hunt on. And Jeremy says, screw you. You said I wouldn't have to kill any innocent people. And Damon says, if it makes you feel better, Jeremy, they're not people. Just tell him you got them at a jail. Yes. Pretend. Like, I know Klaus won't say that because Klaus really doesn't give a fuck. But Damon just say, "Okay, Klaus didn't tell you this, but they're all convicted murderers. This bar is known for selling drugs to kids. And three kids overdosed last week because of the drugs they sold them. And all these people are the ones involved in the ring. Hello. Come up with anything. So easy. Klaus says, enough. Have at it or else. And Jeremy says to Klaus, I don't take orders from you, dick. Hunters can't be compelled. Jeremy, what about Klaus makes you think he needs compulsion to get you to do what he wants? Okay. You have spurred with Klaus many times before. And Klaus actually, I don't think, has ever compelled Jeremy. Unlike some people in this bar, Damon. (laughs) Klaus says, you know, you're right. I can't compel you. But if your conscience is getting in the way, then let me make this easy for you. Because I can compel all of them, the new vampires. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll give you a two-minute head start. And then I'm going to send every vampire in here after you. You kill them, or they kill your friend Matt. And Matt says, hey, wait. Matt's like, wait, that's why I'm here? (laughs) And Damon says, wait, no, no. The deal was you turn them, he kills them. And Klaus says, well, I'm taking artistic license. Klaus said that was the deal until he refused to kill them. I had to make some adjustments. And here's the thing. 
Klaus's wild card. But Damon, in teaming up with Klaus, his goal should have been to make this as easy on Jeremy as possible. Lock them all in the walk-in. Let them out one at a time. Have Jeremy kill them. Like, make it a very sterile setting. We don't need everyone running in the woods. And I know Klaus is going to encourage that because he loves chaos and he's dramatic. But Damon, rein it in. Say, hey, it doesn't matter who runs where. Can't we just organize this a little bit? The thing is, organizing it makes sense. But Klaus was already past that because Jeremy, like, challenged him. So Damon should have led up to this. I know they thought that, like, if they just snuck Jeremy in, then he would just get over it and do it. I don't know why they thought that. Damon needed to plan, like, a reasoning for him to do this or just say you can either kill them here or we'll make them chase you in the woods which one do you prefer Mm -hmm. what honestly damon should have done is in the car say so jeremy here's the thing klaus went to a jail and he got a ton of vampires for us to kill so we're going to organize it when we get there it's going to be really quick you just shoot him you're done and then if you do a good job you can order a pizza tonight you're back to pizza deal Jeremy still might have been like, I don't like, oh, are they sure? Are you sure they're from a jail? But I think he would have been more on board if they just like didn't try to sneak it on him. Yeah. Just give him a reason to kill them. That seems justifiable. He won't ask a lot of questions if you do it right. But alas, they don't think that through. And Damon says to Klaus, you know, he can't take them all on at the same time. And Klaus says, well, with you as his coach, he'll be fine. It's mad. I'm really worried about. <laughs> yeah. And Damon says, okay, Jeremy, go get the weapons out of the car. I'll be right behind you. And Matt, you go with him. And Klaus says, if I hear an engine start, I'll kill Matt myself. (laughs) He's like, don't get any fucking ideas. And then we see the transitions continue in the dive bar. Later in the woods, we go back to where we were at the beginning of the episode. Jeremy asks if Matt is okay. Matt says, yeah, I just need a second. And Jeremy says, we don't have a second. They can smell your blood. We need to get it moving. Yeah, he's like, now that you're bleeding, we definitely don't have a second. Like, come on. Damon like sneaks up on them. He says, don't you hesitate. You're lucky it was me or you two would be dead. Yeah, because he should have turned around and just shot. Jeremy says, you set us up. Damon says, I was just trying to get this thing over with. You're the one who pissed off Klaus. He's like, I set you up to kill a bunch of people in the bar. This is not my fault. He said, you pissed off Klaus. Now you have to fight your way out of it. And Matt says, where are the other vampires? And Damon says, they're newbies. They're still trying to figure out how to track, which means you have two seconds to get ready to fight. Jeremy says, the lake house is this way. If we can get there, they won't be able to get inside. Mm -hmm. Damon says, you want to run? No shit. Jeremy's like, yeah, I want to run. Jeremy says, they're going to kill Matt. And it does make sense to have a home base where they can shoot them from. Yeah. They could have finished this episode in about 10 minutes if anyone was thinking. But oh, well. Damon says, fine, get out of here. I'll slow them down. Matt and Jeremy run. Damon spots a vampire, pulls out his heart. Would have made more sense to snap his neck and drag his body for Jeremy to stake him, but whatever, who am I? Matt says, Jeremy, where are you? Jeremy says, keep going, we're almost there. Matt trips, a vampire grabs him and bites him. Elena appears, thinking that she was here to have sex with Damon. Unfortunately, instead, she's here to snap a vampire's neck and toss him to the side and check on Matt. Yeah, she's like, now I have to save this dumbass again? (laughs) And Jeremy says, get to the house, hurry. They run. Matt and Jeremy get inside. And Elena says, what's going on? And Jeremy says, they're coming. And we see the vampires approach. Now, wouldn't it be smart if Jeremy just stood in the doorframe and shot him? Literally shooting them one at a time because they're all going to come and try to kill him. Just put Matt behind Jeremy. They're all going to come and try to kill him. Jeremy can take all the time he wants reloading the crossbow, shooting one at a time. It would have been much easier. 
But no, instead, we check in on them the next morning. So they all just like went to bed. They were all like, wow, that was tiring. Well, see you guys tomorrow. We ran about a quarter mile and I didn't have one pizza today. Good night. I'm pooped. Jeremy says, sun's up. They're long gone. Elena turns to Damon, who has joined them. And she says, what the hell were you thinking? All I asked you to do was teach him to fight. And Damon says, yeah, well, he's not the best student in the world. Don't really need to blame Jeremy for this one. Jeremy says, no, this is my fault. And Damon says, stop talking. This isn't Jeremy's fault, but it's easier to blame Jeremy than for Damon to admit, like, you know what? It was dumb of me to assume Klaus wasn't going to be a wild card. Yeah. Damon says, look, I know you're angry, but my way was the easiest, fastest, and safest way to complete his mark and get you the cure. And Elena says, I don't care about the cure if it means putting people I love in danger. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same song. And Damon says, well, there would have been no danger if he hadn't gone all bleeding hurt. Damon's like, I was trying to not put him in danger. He changed it. Like, I did what I could here. And Elena says he killed someone. These were innocent people. Damon says, but the murder grew, didn't it? And she doesn't answer that. He's like, you have to remember why we're doing this. Like, sometimes people have to die. Yeah. And then she says, we need a plan. There's a group of compelled vampires out there, and as soon as the sun goes down, they're going to come after Matt, so we have to find a way to protect him. Damon says, yeah, there'll be no problem when Jeremy and I go on a hunting expedition. I know it's tragic, but we also agree that he has to kill them. We just added an incentive. So you take the least most valuable player home, referring to Matt, of course. He says, and Jeremy and I will finish this. And she says, I'm sorry, are you saying I should leave him here with you? And Damon says, trust me, and I'll keep him safe, okay? Now, she has to trust him because she's tired. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I will trust you. That's a good point you just made. She said, you know what? You are making points. I don't know why I didn't see it before. And Matt's like, what? (laughs) Matt says, hello? Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Stefan is coming out of the shower and he sees Rebecca laying on, I think, his bed. And Stefan says, I know you were daggered for a while, but knocking is still a thing. She says, so is writing in your diary, apparently. (laughs) She's just reading his diary. Flipping away. And he doesn't seem totally phased by this because people love to read his diary. And she says, I'm just checking for doubts. You know, you can never be too cautious when it comes to love. One minute you're begging me to compel Elena from your mind. The next I'm up coughing creek with a dagger in my back. And Stefan says, well, you can read it all you want. I'm done with her. I don't think his diary would say that. But (laughs) yeah, Rebecca says, until we find the cure, right? And he doesn't respond to that. And she says, hey, I'm talking to you. He says, I know you are. I'm ignoring you. Yeah, he's like, I heard you. (laughs) and she says okay we're at a bit of a disadvantage in this race for the cure team klaus has jeremy the hunter team shane has bonnie the witch stefan says if you're here to remind me of our last play status i'm very well aware of course she's also reminding the audience even though we covered this last episode Mm -hmm. rebecca says actually i have a plan the cure is buried with silas that ancient evil guy my brother cole is afraid of shane was so eager to prove his existence that he gave away that he has one of the keys to resurrecting him his headstone Yeah, because we didn't know that that was key to waking him up. Mm -hmm. Important information, which is crazy because Shane was like letting anybody carry it when he was hosting that exhibit. He was letting April Young carry it. What if she dropped it? Well, it's a rock. What's going to happen if it I guess, yeah, it's not going to break. Well, and it's interesting because Shane is usually pretty good at keeping stuff like this locked in, but he was just so excited to say he was going to wake up Silas. He was so excited to brag to the original vampires about his plan. Dumbass. Twas hubris. As it often is. 
Stefan says, oh, I see. You want to steal it. And she says, yeah, then Team Shane is going to have to join Team Rebecca and Team Klaus will be left out in the cold where he belongs. Stefan's like, Team Rebecca? He said, can we call it Team Stefan? <laughs> Stebecca? Then we go over to Shane's office. Bonnie seems like frustrated. And Shane says, you know, just because your eyes are closed doesn't mean you're meditating. Use your breath. Calm your nerves. She says, great. Now I can't even meditate right. What else can I fail? And Shane says, hey, you didn't fail. And she says, I did an expression spell that almost killed April. And he says, exactly, almost. Failing would have been killing her. You got like a D minus. He's like, actually, that's what the spell was designed to do is the thing. So it's fine. You actually did a really good job. He's like, you kind of got to get over that. And he's like kind of giggly, giggly. And she says, it's not funny. I have all this power and now I'm worried I won't be able to control it. And as she's saying this, some flames flare up from a candle. And he says, hey, Bonnie, look at me. I'm here with you. You don't have anything to worry about. You are strong, focused, and in complete control. She repeats that and the flame dies down. And the way she repeats it is very much giving hypnosis compulsion type things. Just throwing that out. Shane has his claws in her. Yeah. But then the sheriff bursts in and Bonnie is surprised. Liz says, Bonnie, you need to go. And Shane says, what the hell are you doing? And Shane says, she's 18. <laughs> so that's where she's 18. <laughs> I checked. And the sheriff says, we need to ask you a few questions. A deputy comes in and cuffs him and he says, I can answer the questions without the handcuffs. Then he says, come on, this isn't even your jurisdiction. She says, I guess we better get you to Mystic Falls then. She said, it fucking will be. She says, I do not follow the law. And slay for that. She says, I'm not doing like what I'm supposed to do as a police officer. I'm better. She says, this isn't criminal minds. This is the vampire diaries, bitch. Yeah. I'm taking you. I don't care about jurisdiction. <laughs> what are you going to do? Call the cops? It'll ring to my cell. <laughs> Bonnie says, why are you doing this? And the sheriff says, ask your dad. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff's like, I'm not like talking to you about this. Like, I'm not giving up this information to all you all the time. She says, you are not going to be involved in the investigation. The only person I divulge secret police information to is Damon. Then we go back over to the lake house. They're strategizing. Jeremy says, you really think they went back to the borough? And Damon says, where else would they go? It's all cabins and vacation homes. They can't get in anywhere. Damon hands Jeremy a crossbow. He says, all right, let's get this over with. And Damon says, listen, just go one at a time. Only shoot for the heart. Don't hesitate. Don't miss. Good advice. Pretty simple. They're all already in the borough. We're back to square one with it. Mm -hmm. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. So they believe. Jeremy says, save the teaching moment. Elena's not here. You don't have to pretend to give a damn about me. <laughs> and Damon says, I'm trying to keep you alive, dumbass. And they go. They go into Xanadu. It seems pretty empty. There's no vampires at first. But they're walking very, you know, carefully. Jeremy's got his crossbow up. Damon's in front of him. They're looking around. And then they run into a puddle of blood. And Damon says, well, something's not right. Yeah, because at first it's like, well, maybe someone wandered in for a drink and they were all like hungry because they're new vampires, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Then they go to the freezer and they find a pile of all the vampires dead. So a little late here, guys. Yeah. Damon says, looks like we're going to have to find some new vampires. What a waste. It is a waste. Yeah, I guess you should have maybe killed them a little faster. Maybe that would have made life easier. And Jeremy says, what the hell happened? And then Cole comes in and says, I confess, I did it. He's like, I'm so excited. I'm proud of it again. He's been waiting there for like two hours. Yeah, he's like, when are they going to come to this bar? Like, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah, he's like, are they going to figure this out or am I going to have to wait till nighttime? <laughs> Jeremy says, Cole. And Cole says, Jeremy, good to see you, mate. Remember, they were fake friends in Denver. Yeah. 
course, this story about the mess. It was a little crowded when I arrived, and I prefer more intimate gatherings, and we three need to have a little chat. Care for a drink? He offers the whiskey bottle. Damon says, he's underage and I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) He got him. He says, so let's cut to it. And Cole says, my brother bragged about his plan to complete Jeremy's Hunter's Mark. Because of course he did. Yeah. Come on, Klaus. And Cole says it was really easy to track this lot down. They were all hiding in the shadows. And killing young vampires is really easy. Or old ones, for that matter. And Damon says, what is it to you either way? And Cole says, because, you fools. In your zeal to find the cure, you risk waking someone very dangerous. Damon says, oh, you mean Silas. Damon says, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. Damon says, I've heard of Silas. And Cole says, what do you know of him? Damon says, nothing, don't want to, not our problem. But Cole decides to tell them about Silas anyway. Cole says, isn't it? A few hundred years back, I came across a group that worshipped Silas. His followers told me he would rise again, and when he did, he would trigger the end of all time. Being an immortal, you can see why I'd be opposed to time ending, so I murdered all of them. So now here you are, willing to risk raising him in your search for the cure. I can't exactly sit back and watch it happen, can I? What do you make of this backstory? I think he should have asked a few more questions before he immediately killed them, because what does the end of all time mean? And, you know, there are a lot of cults out there who think the end of all time is coming. Mm -hmm. What exactly that means or what they believe it to be are a lot of questions. Exactly. Does that mean they just get raptured? Like, what did they say that got Cole so scared that he now refuses to even get this cure out, which other people want? Like, it seems like there's a bigger, there's got to be more information than this that he got or he's super stupid. Yeah. Either way. I mean, I think either could be the truth. He could just be super paranoid about anything. Because it just seems very vague. He seems to think that Silas is going to kill him. Yeah. Maybe that Silas's goal is to eradicate vampires, although we've seen that goal before. Or eradicate immortality, I think is a thought. But I think Cole seems more concerned that like when he wakes up, like the fabric of time will change. Mm -hmm. Which seems very dramatic and a huge leap when you only talked to Silas worshippers. Yeah. Like they're going to say a different story than like some other people. Well, and especially ones who were just like that he just ran into in the woods. Like, yeah, that's just a cult hanging out. Yeah. Like, are they legitimate? Do they actually know anything about Silas? Like, you can see why Rebecca discounted this immediately. Yes, exactly. You can see why Rebecca was like, I don't know what the fucking thing you're scared of is. Yeah, why would we wait for this? That doesn't make any sense. So I just think there's not enough information yet, but it's clearly this fear of of death mm-hmm. in some way, which is interesting because we know that Shane expects Silas to bring people back from death, but there may be a trade-off situation. To bring people back, you got to send someone else there, something like that. Maybe Shane wants to bring humans back, but get rid of supernatural creatures. Yeah, very Michael of him. Yeah. To be an immortal being and be like, no, there shouldn't be immortal beings, though. <laughs> like, that's wrong. That's just wrong. It would be funny, not haha funny, <laughs> if they opened whatever this box is that he's in and it was him and an empty like bottle of the cure because he had taken the cure just to die while he was in the box. And then he's just dead. And then he's just dead and there's no cure. Wouldn't that be kind of funny? That would be funny, wouldn't it? I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Damon says, we're not going to back off the cure just because you were told one too many scary bedtime stories, you idiot. 
And I think this is a fair response from Damon. Yeah, because they're like, we don't have enough information to completely stop looking. But then Cole changes tactics. He turns to Jeremy. He says, Jeremy, we were mates in Colorado. You're a smart lad. Why don't you call off this imbecilic treasure hunt? And Jeremy's like, we weren't really friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like you were just kind of faking a friendship with me. And Jeremy says, I'm not calling anything off, mate. First of all, even if he wanted to, not really up to him. Yeah, Damon wouldn't listen to Jeremy, so it doesn't really matter. And Cole says, well, I could kill you, but then I'd have to deal with the hunter's curse. And I don't particularly feel like being haunted for the next century. Better idea? I'll just rip off your arms. Kind of a slay idea. Yeah, it's a benefit to know about the hunter's curse. It sure is. Keeps Jeremy safe. Mm -hmm. People don't really want to deal with seeing him after he's died. Yeah. Like, oh, not you. (laughs) Cole lunges at Jeremy, but Damon stops him and fights. Damon tells Jeremy to run, which he does leaving Cole and Damon to fight. Then we go over to Shane's office where Stefan and Rebecca have arrived. Stefan is angrily rummaging through boxes and he says, well, the headstone's not here. Rebecca says, don't rip her out on me. We'll find it. We've been here for five minutes. Yeah, she's like, it's not going to be like right on the desk. Although I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. If anything, it would have been smart of Shane to have just a bunch of rocks. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, which one is the important rock? (laughs) You have to carry all the rocks. His office full of candles and rocks. And it's like, (laughs) what do you teach? (laughs) He says, a cold study. (laughs) Rebecca says, you're all bottled up. You need a release. Maybe we can find you like a voodoo doll or something. And she opens a drawer in the desk and finds a jar of herbs. And she says, this should do the trick. Exactly what you need. Unlabeled herbs. Yeah, what if it was just like parsley that he puts on his lunch? What if it was just like tea? It's just everything but the bagel seasoning. (laughs) He loves that stuff. Can you imagine they start smoking it and it's just everything but the bagel seasoning? Stefan says, not interested. Rebecca says, what happened to you? You were so much fun in the 20s. She's like, oh, suddenly you don't want to do fucking drugs? What a wet blanket. He says, I was a psychotic killer with no emotions in the 20s. She said, I'll admit you were a killer, but you were far from emotionless. You had a blast. I know you remember. The jazz, the booze, our little table at Gloria's. A little party never killed nobody. Well, and this is classic Stefan. Like when he was in love with Catherine, but he convinced himself he wasn't actually. It's like, yes, you were a killer, but that doesn't mean you weren't also having fun and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like you can understand that you had fun and shouldn't have been having fun. But to be like, oh, I was miserable because I was a killer. No, you weren't miserable. That's why you did it for so long. Stefan says, all right, I guess we had a little bit of fun okay it may have been a little fun it was the 20s like i can't deny that of course it was fun being a serial killer must be fun (laughs) yeah not caring about what anyone thinks and just doing only what you want yeah i'm sure it was fun i bet you had a good time (laughs) rebecca says thank you so now that we've established that fun is in fact possible maybe you'd like to start having some and she holds the jar and she says don't worry about the professor he won't be back anytime soon i made sure of that Yeah, she's like, yeah, he's going to be out for a while. She did so by orchestrating his arrest. So then we go over to like an interrogation room at the police station. And Shane says, you're accusing me of orchestrating mass murder. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Not even denying it. Like, boy, you did admit that last episode. I know you didn't admit that to them. And I know you've got to deny it. But boy, that is on Shane. Shane just did a monstrously bad job of that because 
he just revealed so much to Rebecca and Cole. And I'm not really sure why. He just really wanted to brag about it, I guess. I know. Because he's been good at keeping it under wraps with like Damon and everything, or at least like letting them assume it, but never confirming it. So they kind of seem to like not take him off their radar, but just like not worry about proving it. Maybe he thought like they would want to work with him once he gave that information. Yeah, maybe he was like, I want to switch to the original team. Yeah, I don't know why he thinks the originals would want him on their team. That's a misread. I know, especially because he spent enough time building goodwill with this other team and they're friends of Bonnie's. It kind of feels like it would be stupid, but maybe hubris. But he can also see that like Damon doesn't super trust him. And so he's like, well, I might as well try to curry favor with people who don't know me as well. It can't hurt him to entertain multiple alliances to protect his life as much as possible. Unfortunately, like protecting Cole and Rebecca, pretty stupid because Cole went on to kill him in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Entertaining those two is a deadly game. He learned that quick. So Liz says it's Mystic Falls. Mass murder is actually one of the least ridiculous things I've heard. She's like, you just killed people. That's pretty chill to me. She's like, this is what they trained me at the police academy. We go to a separate office where the mayor is hanging out with Bonnie. And Bonnie's like watching the interrogation tape. Why Bonnie is allowed to be here, I have no idea. And Bonnie says, he already explained this, Dad. Pastor Young came to him for help and he was crazy. And the mayor says, no, he was grief stricken and Shane took advantage of it. Bonnie says, and somehow talked him into killing a house full of people. It doesn't make any sense. And Rudy says, I've met people like this, Bonnie. They're fast talking. They're charismatic. They're manipulators. They prey on the weak minded. And Bonnie obviously takes this to mean she's weak-minded because she's like, so you're saying he preyed on me? He did. He did. He did manipulate you. She's like, oh, so I'm weak-minded. It's like, I mean, if it quacks like a duck. I mean, and Rudy could do a better job at being like, I don't think you're weak-minded. I think he is manipulative. Yeah. To be like, he preys on people. He knows how to take advantage of people. I mean, it's clear he took advantage of Pastor Young. Yeah. Like, that's obvious. And we've seen him take advantage of Haley as well. Yeah. And of Bonnie. Like, we've seen that this is his MO. And he's pretty good at it. And Bonnie just thinks he doesn't do it because she's the one being taken advantage of. Yeah, she's like, well, he wouldn't do that to me. Girlie, he already did. He is and he will. Bonnie says, you're worried that's what he's doing to me. That's why you brought him in, isn't it? It's like, no. I brought him in because he confessed to killing people. Yeah, Rudy says, first of all, there's no laws against manipulating young women on the surface, though I think there should be. Yeah. (laughs) He says, we brought him in because April Young told us what he did and Rebecca Michelson confirmed it when he confessed to her. And Bonnie says, I'm going in there. And Rudy says, no, you're not. (laughs) Why would she go in there? Why would she be allowed to go in? And Bonnie says, if he's going to tell anyone what he did, it's me. First of all, that's not even true because he told Rebecca. Yeah, he told someone. But she says, unless, of course, you think I'm too weak-minded. And Rudy now realizes he should have gotten ahead of the spiraling she's doing, but she's already spiraling. So he lets Bonnie go in, and Liz says, Bonnie, now is not the time. (laughs) And Rudy says, let her talk. And Liz is like, you know what, whatever, stepping away. (laughs) She's like, it's time for my break anyways. She says, not the hill I'm going to die on right now. If Bonnie wants to talk to the murderer, fine. I was going to tell you guys exactly what he said anyway, so you might as well just hear it firsthand. So then Bonnie goes in, they let her go in, she closes the door, but she doesn't turn off the camera at this point. Shane says, I think your dad's confused about the format of the parent-teacher conference. You're not her teacher, dude. Hold for laughs. He said, I gotta get my joke in. He said, I know they loved that out there. 
<laughs> he said the deputies are laughing and the deputies are like, this guy sucks. Bonnie says, I'm so sorry. Rebecca told him you confessed. I know she's lying. And Shane leans and covers his mouth and whispers, but the camera's on. The camera has audio. And also, Shane, if you're leaning and whispering, we can all make some guesses about what you just said, okay? I think Shane just thinks he's going to be able to talk his way out of this because he's able to talk his way out of everything else. Yeah. Narcissism. And Shane says, you know, the truth is she's not. And I think Shane also knows that he needs to get ahead of this with Bonnie as much as possible to keep her on his side. Yeah, he needs to get Bonnie on to his side of this. Like, look, it was a necessary evil rather than letting them like get mad about him killing people in their own echo chamber. Mm-hmm. He's like, I still have like hooks in Bonnie. I can figure this out. It would have been smarter of him to get ahead of this a little bit more, but he didn't realize he was going to be arrested today. Yeah. So going on the fly. Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Elena has arrived home with Matt and she says, I'm so sorry. When I asked you to stay with Jeremy, I never thought. And Matt says, what did you expect, Elena? It's Damon. (laughs) Matt's like, a serious question. Are you stupid? (laughs) Elena says, I never wanted anyone to get hurt. Matt says, well, then you shouldn't have left Damon in charge. And then he says, I'm sorry. I know you didn't have a choice, sire bond and all. He says, I'm sorry, I know you're stupid. I know you're stupid and you're up Damon's ass, so I shouldn't really blame any of this on you. I'm kind of talking to a brick wall. And this is Elena's, like, reprieve. Like, well, I didn't mean for anyone to get hurt. Intent is irrelevant, Miss Mama. Like, it happened. Like, you knew it was going to happen. You knew there was a possibility. Just because you didn't want it to, you can't will someone to not get hurt. And Elena says, well, the sire bond doesn't work like that. Be serious. It super does. It works exactly like that. And she's hoping Matt doesn't know enough to call her on it. And Matt says, all I know, Elena, is that the old you would have never left Jeremy with Damon, especially after what happened last night. She doesn't have a response to that, but she's lucky because she doesn't have to give one because she gets a call from Jeremy. Jeremy says, hey, Elena, we're in trouble. And she says, where's Damon, bitch? Jeremy's like, are you kidding me? Jeremy says, Cole attacked us. I barely got away. He's got Damon. So then we go over to Klaus's house where Elena has come to attempt a negotiation. Klaus says, bit ironic, you coming to me for help. Weren't your friends just trying to bury me in a cement tomb? She's like, first of all, I wasn't involved in that plan. Yeah, she's like, that wasn't really my thing. That was really on Tyler. Did I try to stop it? No. Elena says, this is your fault. You started this when you forced Jeremy to kill those vampires. I mean, if we want to get technical, Elena, you started this when you started dating Stefan in the pilot. Yeah, we can all go and assign fault however we want. Everyone gets blame, okay? Klaus says, yeah, now my little brat of a brother has made things worse. Well, he never did like Damon. And then he says, I suppose I should do something, shouldn't I? And Elena says, just call him off, Klaus. <laughs> like Klaus is like, I didn't call him on. Yeah, Klaus is like, I didn't ask him to do this. If Jeremy had just killed him when I told him to, we wouldn't be in this little dilemma. Klaus says, you are in no position to make demands. Whilst I would like to cure you to make more hybrids, I do have other reasons for finding the cure, not the least of which is destroying it so you lot can't use it against me. Now, this is smart. And they should all be, you know, at a point where they're thinking about, okay, who gets to the cure first and what are they doing with it? Because you all should be thinking about the motivations here. Because it's important to know that if Klaus gets it, he'll destroy it right then and there. That means no for Elena. And that's the thing. Their alliance right now is really big. Yeah, It's a lot of different people with a lot of different pieces, and they're all just counting on each other to bring all the pieces together at the right time. Because they're like, oh, we all want the same thing. We all want the cure. But they all want it for really different reasons. 
And so that colors what happens when they find a cure, if there is indeed a cure. Exactly. Elena says, whatever our differences, we want the same thing. Please, I'm begging you. Again, you want the cure. You want different things with the cure. And like, who's to say? Klaus might cure Elena and then destroy it. But we don't know the logistics. Klaus smiles. And then he gives Cole a call. He says, hey, Cole, just two days home. And I'm told you've already gone and made a mess. And Cole says, oh, come on, Nick. I was only having fun. Cole's like, that's what I do. I like to party and I like to make a mess. And Klaus says, those vampires were for my hunter. And Cole says, I'll make some more. There's no shortage of people. Yeah, he's like, I can make more vampires. I'm not concerned about that. And Klaus says, where's Damon Salvatore? And Cole says, you know, I gave him a good and proper beating for old time's sake. And Klaus says, look, you've had your fun. Let him go and come home. Avoid any more trouble or you'll find yourself back in a box. Cole says, no need to be nasty. And Klaus says, on the contrary, I find nastiness to be essential whenever my siblings try to sabotage me. Listen closely, Cole. Stay away from the Gilbert boy. You understand? And Cole says, fine. I won't touch him. You have my word. And now, Klaus, as the master of little wordplay like this, you should realize that's not really what you want to hear. Yeah. You should want to hear, I'm sending him back to Mystic Falls right now. Although Cole could have still done the same little game and said, I'm sending him back right now. Asterisk, I compelled him. But yeah, Cole was going to do what he was going to do regardless. So Cole hangs up and we see he's got Damon in a chair with a steak in his stomach, still in the freezer. And Cole compels Damon to stab himself a little bit further, which he does. And Damon says, if you're going to kill me, do it like a man. And Cole says, I don't want to kill you. I just want to make sure you can be compelled. Damon says, I'm going to rip out your spleen. Cole says, you know, you ought to be thanking me. I mean, you don't really want the cure found. You fancy Elena even more now that she's a vampire. Admit it. And Damon's like, how do you know this? Damon says, that's true, but how how did you come upon that? Who gave you that information? You haven't been here. Cole says, the last vestige of her humanity is her annoying little brother, Jeremy. And deep down, I bet you want him dead, don't you? And Damon says, nope. Cole says, well, you're lying. I bet you'd love to rip his head right off and I'm going to give you your wish. Damon's like, oh, no. He said, don't. Cole compels him. He says, you're not going to remember what I say, but you're going to find Jeremy Gilbert. And when you do, you're going to kill him. This is a very slay plan of Cole. Make him forget. Make him kill him. Cole doesn't get the hunter's curse. Damon gets the hunter's curse. Best case scenario, Damon kills himself. Win-win for Cole. Cole was thinking here. I do want to take a moment to talk about the actor who plays Cole. Nathaniel Buzalik, yes. He did not take his time away from this show to see a dialect coach. No, he did not. This accent is bad. (laughs) It's like I'm watching a Harry Potter movie. And one of the early ones. It's like I'm listening to little Daniel Radcliffe. He's like, admit it. But Klaus, I'm a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard, Damon. (laughs) He's like, Silas. It's very also, I know we talk about Pretty Little Liars a lot on this podcast. It's very Alex Drake. Hello, sister. Spencer. (laughs) Oi, sister. It's very that. It's very bad. (laughs) They said, look, we do want you back, um, but we don't have a budget for a dialect coach. Do you think you can handle that? And he said, oh, definitely. And he watched some of the worst accent work he could find and said, "Ah, I've got it. Yeah. By George, I think I've got it. He said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he watched all eight Harry Potter movies and said, I think I've got it, mate. Brother, give me the Horcrux. The only thing I know for Harry Potter. <laughs> the boy who lived. The Salvatore who lived. 
Come to die. <laughs> Salvatore. That's Italian. That's even worse. I never said I was good at accents, and I have not been hired to do one. So it's okay if I'm bad. <laughs> so let me go over to the Gilbert house. Jeremy arrives home. All these weapons are out. And Elena says, Jeremy, it's over. You can put all this away. Go. In what world is it over? Girl, have you met anyone? Do you think that's what Klaus agreed to when you went to talk to him? All Klaus did was tell Cole not to kill Damon. He never said, oh, and I will stop having your brother kill anyone. Come on. Think. Jeremy says, Klaus still wants me to finish the Murak. He's not going to stop. And Elena says, well, Damon's going to be back soon. And then we can figure something out. Jeremy says, you seriously still trust Damon? <laughs> Jeremy's like, are you joking? Elena says, he saved your life. And Jeremy says, he saved them after the cure. He couldn't care less about me. And Elena says, well, I care about you, girl. It's like, well, that's irrelevant to the conversation. Not comforting. Jeremy says, don't. Whatever's inside of me that makes me want to hunt, right now it's on overdrive. Then Elena says, Jeremy, she spots a stake in his hand. And he just grabbed that out of nowhere. <laughs> And he says, sorry, and he puts that down. Jamie says, I know what I have to do, Elena. I really want to get that cure for you, but I just don't know how I'm going to do this. Figure it out, King. It's like, just go kill some people. It's pretty simple. Kill some vampires. I don't know what else to tell you. Then we go back to Shane's office. Stefan says, there is so much random crap in here. Rebecca says, crap, maybe, but random, no. It looks like Shane has a bit of an afterlife fetish. Yeah, that's the understatement of the century. Hopi prayer feathers, the Han Dynasty soul vase, and that is a Polynesian sacrificial knife. A brutal way to die, but at least you appease the gods. Now, Stefan doesn't ask any follow-up questions about this, but I'm going to. What do you make of this? Rebecca's picking up on a pattern about the afterlife, and Shane's made it pretty clear that he wants to wake Silas to raise the dead. What do you make of that? I mean, I think it's pretty clear that you know, we've looked at his motivations for waking Silas, and I've leaned on like the power aspect of it. But it seems that it's this afterlife that is most important. And it just seems like there's probably some people he wants to bring back, perhaps his wife and child. Yes, who he did tell us that he loved very much. Yeah, so I think the afterlife sign is a sign that that's more his motivation. It's not just waking Silas up for the goal of waking up someone so powerful. It's more about like what he can do for him, which... Shane, it's awful hopeful for you to think that just because you wake him up that he'll do whatever you want. And also because, you know, we don't know if this is true, but he said that you can only bring back people who like died in service of Silas's cause. And if that's true, what the fuck happened to your wife and son? Did you kill them for this? Well, that's a great question because I was going to ask what you think happened to his wife and son, because... If he killed them for this, to see them again, why wouldn't he just keep them alive and not have any of the work? It seems like that's more trouble than it's worth. Or maybe someone else killed them in a sacrifice for this, and he's like, well, now I got to get them back, which would just be a that's fair. shocking coincidence that someone else would care enough to try to wake up Silas. Do you have any other theories about his wife and child, anything about them, thoughts about their life, their death, anything? Are they maybe people we've met before? I doubt it. I don't think we've met them before. I'm guessing the two of them died together, whatever it is. I mean, I think that's just good odds. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Shane's fault, even if it was an accident. Like a car crash or something. Something like that. I think that's pretty likely. Sure. But Stefan doesn't ask any of those questions or make any of those theories. Instead, he said, since when did you become such an artifact expert? King, she's been alive for a thousand years. Like, she's like, I've seen things, okay? 
She says, I enjoy other cultures, Stefan. I know that might be hard for you to understand since you dated a child who only thinks about herself. She got him there. Came for Stefan's neck, I fear. Stefan then throws the Polynesian knife at her. She catches it. She says, oh, okay. Still a sensitive subject, I see. Because one thing about Rebecca, Rebecca knows when something is getting thrown at her. Yeah. She knows what buttons to push and she's ready if something gets thrown at her. She can sense it. She knows when she's made a bitchy comment. She's testing the waters about talking shit about Elena because let's face it, Rebecca's on the path to having sex with Stefan. She knows it. She wants to throw Elena under the bus thoughtfully. Yeah, and she just saw how much Elena hurt Stefan last episode. She's like, it's only a matter of time before he starts to get mad at her. Like, I can get this back. And she says, you know why I wouldn't compel Elena from your memory? He says, because you wanted to see me suffer. She says, I did. But also, it's the only way you'll learn. It took me a thousand years and hundreds of betrayals to realize that love, caring, ruins you. Did you realize that? Yeah, I don't know that you actually got there. I think you're convincing yourself of that. And it is, this is so funny because it's so the opposite of Lexi's approach to helping Stefan. And you would think Stefan would see that, but he's just in a bad place. Lexi's watching this from somewhere else. She's like, come on, Stefan. Yeah, Lexi's like, it's all about love. And he's like, great. And then Rebecca's like, love is fake. And he's like, that's starting to make sense. Lexi's like, what the fuck did I do all that for? Stefan says, it's awfully bleak. And Rebecca says, quite the opposite. It's liberating, actually. You know why we had so much fun in the 20s, Stefan? Because we didn't care. We just did what felt good. Drinking, feeding, sex. She's putting on the move. She's touching his face. She wants to go a certain direction. Stefan says, the sex wasn't good because we didn't care. It was good because you're crazy. Gagged her a bit. She's like, yep, that's my whole thing. She said, that's the whole charm. And she said, well, you're hardly the model of sanity. Got him back. She says, stop caring. And they're clearly on the path to kissing. But then some random guy opens the door. They quickly hide with their little vamp powers. He looks through some books and shit. He clearly knows what he's looking for. He opens a cabinet up and there's the tombstone. Yeah, he's moving books, knocking for hollow places and gets the tombstone. So he knows where it is. Yeah, he's been instructed, it would seem. And so he grabs it. And then Rebecca sneaks up behind him and says, good, you found it. And she grabs his neck. She says, question is, who are you? Then we go to the Gilbert porch where Damon is arriving. And Elena says, what happened? Are you okay? Damon says, Cole happened. Elena says, thank God you both got away. If Cole had taken Jeremy. And Damon says, oh, speaking of Jeremy, is he here? I would like to speak to him really fast. Which should be an immediate red flag. What, he's going to immediately talk to Jeremy instead of Elena on the porch? Come on. Please. Yeah, the porch, he's about to get a kiss. Be serious. Elena says, oh, he's at the grill. He wanted to check on Matt. And Damon says, I should go apologize. I was pretty tough on him today. Great spin. Elena's like, oh my God, he's so nice. He cares about my brother. Yeah, Elena's like, oh, he's so selfless and wonderful. He's like, why is everyone talking so much shit about him? And in his brain, he's like, kill, 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 kill. I know, really? <laughs> then we go back to the police station. Bonnie comes into the room where Shane is being held. She says, I told my dad to give us a minute. She turns off the camera. Girl, if you don't. <laughs> I'd pretend to and turn it right back on. She says, cameras are off. You can talk. He already confessed on camera. What's the point of turning off the camera now? And then he spots a security camera and he says, are you sure about that? And she says, yeah, I don't lie. I'm not you. It's like, okay, you should have a camera on. It's okay. But Shane knows he does have an uphill battle because he does need Bonnie on his side to get to Silas. So he says, you know, I was always going to tell you the truth. I was putting it off because I was worried how you'd react. 
Yeah, she's like, yeah, fair fear, because I wouldn't have liked it. I still don't. Yeah, she says, that's how I react to murder. And Shane says, I'm not a killer, Bonnie. Pastor Young was depressed. Bonnie says, I've heard this. Okay, skip to the part where you convince him to massacre 11 people. And Shane, though he called it a massacre last episode, says it wasn't a massacre. It was a ritual, something necessary to raise Silas and get the cure your friends so desperately want. And Bonnie says, yeah, but if my friends knew that people had to die and Shane says it doesn't matter if they die, Silas will bring them back. And the way he's saying it justifies Bonnie's reaction, because it's like, you don't sound like I should be trusting you. Mm -hmm. So Bonnie says, you're crazy. He says, I'm not crazy. I'm just passionate. That's what crazy people say. (laughs) Bonnie says, yeah, you are crazy. And she goes to leave. And it is kind of weird that after all the supernatural shit, including her experiences with ghosts, this is the last straw. I think it's because she's like, no, like we can't just bring back people who have been dead for like months. Like that's not something we're capable of. And she has seen consequences for bringing people back, which she has done. Doesn't go well. She goes to leave, but then Shane brings out the big guns. He's been waiting for this one. He says, do you remember our first session? About your grams? You thought every time you did magic, you were causing her pain. Aren't you curious what's happening to her now? Bonnie's like, don't. And then he says, wouldn't you like to see her again? And he knows he got her. And she closes the door and she stays. It's so giving cult leader that he's like preying on the hope that you can see people who have died. Yeah, that's how he got Pastor Young. It's how he got Haley. It's how he got Bonnie. He's slaying and he knows he is. He's becoming a very powerful cult leader. That's just what he's doing. And Bonnie fell right for it. Then we go over to the grill. Damon approaches Matt with Elena and he says, don't you ever take a night off? Matt says, I just took two days off to help you at the lake house. And then I almost got killed. Matt's like, I make all my own money. I don't have multiple fortunes. Yeah, I'm not rich like everyone else in this town. (laughs) I'm the only one of us who has a job. Everyone makes fun of me for it. Damon says, where's Jeremy? And Matt says, in the back, I think. Damon goes. And Elena turns to Matt and she says, hey, are you okay? And Matt says, I mean, yeah, all things considered. And then Damon spots Jeremy. Jeremy sees Damon and Jeremy can sense some things up with Damon. Yeah, Jeremy almost waves and then he's looking at him and he's like, why is he looking at me like that? And then he sees Damon's veins appear and he starts to approach angrily. And so Jeremy kind of starts to make a run for it. But Elena says, Damon, and Matt stops Damon. And she says, hey, are you all right? What's going on? Then Damon turns back and Jeremy has already gotten out the room. Yeah, Jeremy's like, no not doing this he goes to the back grabs a gun to defend himself he looks a little shaky jeremy spots the tunnels we can tell he goes into the tunnels from the entry in the back damon goes to the back and elena follows and elena's like hey what's wrong with you and damon says i think cole must have compelled me and i think if i find jeremy i might kill him yeah because he's like i really want to kill jeremy and that's not something i usually feel like this strongly without any pushing so i assume that cole compelled me Very smart to put that together. Then Damon vampire runs into the tunnel. So then we go down to the tunnels. Jeremy's running around with his gun. Damon says, hey, Jeremy, get out of here. Do you hear me? Like, don't stop running. Cole compelled me. There's nothing I can do. BTW, you cannot hide in here. And if I find you, you are dead. You better run. I'm coming to kill you. It's crazy to me that Elena did not also chase him in here. Yeah. Elena's just like, "Mm -hmm." she's like, I got to get on my phone. Somebody has to do something about this. (laughs) She tweeted, save my brother. (laughs) Jeremy continues to run. Damon continues to follow. Then we go back to Shane's office. Rebecca is stabbing the guy, mystery man. And she says, all you have to do to make this stop is tell me who sent you. 
she tastes his blood and she's like, you're full of vervain, so I know you haven't been compelled. And Stefan says, well, maybe somebody compelled him before he ingested it. And Rebecca says, he was after the headstone. We need to know who sent him. Stefan says, okay, fine. So we take him home, wait till the vervain is out of his system and compel him and we'll get whatever info we want. Rebecca says, oh, that's not a bad idea. Seems simple. Then the guy seems to like throw up a little bit. But then Stefan says, oh, uh, he just bit off his own tongue. Yeah. It's like, okay, you really don't want to tell us, huh? And Rebecca says, so he definitely does know something. Yeah, biggest giveaway that you have a secret. Yeah. And then Rebecca grabs the knife. And then the guy grabs the knife from Rebecca, stabs his own neck and dies. Stefan says, well, I guess he was compelled. Yeah, it was definitely giving compulsion. Rebecca says, well, was it my bastard brother or yours? And Stefan says, well, maybe it's option three. There's another team in the race. The secure secret is not kept as tight as they thought it was. Who do you think the other team in the race is? Some people we know, some new people. Do you have any theories? I think probably some new people in the mix. Maybe there's a connection to someone we know who would have like gotten them to Mystic Falls. The only person we know for sure knew where the tombstone was is Shane. So there's also a potential that like Shane has some other connections. Like if I get into trouble, here are the steps you need to take. Like protect the tombstone, do this, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. I may be working with someone who could compel them. Then we go back to the police station. Bonnie is hearing Shane out. So she's already lost. Yeah. She says, you're saying if I help you raise Silas, you can bring my grams back. Don't play on my guilt, Shane. No, he's playing on your grief. Yeah. But he says, I'm not playing on anything. This is the truth. You told me what happened. Your reckless use of magic is the reason those spirits are torturing her on the other side, hurting her again and again. And Bonnie says, don't. And he doesn't stop. So she yells, like, stop. And some, like, power happens. She accidentally does a spell. Starts to hurt his hand. It's, like, cracking. And Shane says, you can't stop, can you? All this power you're feeling, you actually like it, don't you? She continues to hurt his hand. He screams. He says, look at yourself, Bonnie. Now, Rudy must have heard this because he comes in. He says, Bonnie, what are you doing? She throws some water on the floor and makes it start a fire. And she says, get out of here. She wants to keep him out. And he's like, see, this is why I wasn't super into the witch thing. He says, you see now why I don't support this? (laughs) Rudy says, stop. Shane says, you can't reason with her, Mayor. She's lost control. Rudy says, Bonnie, please. And then he turns to Shane. He says, do something. Shane says, Bonnie, look at me. She does. And he says, take a deep breath. I'm right here with you. You are in complete control, which is what he said to her in the office earlier. He says, that's it. And the fire stops. His hand is okay. Bonnie cries and she leaves. And I'll say this with repeating what he said in the office that was giving hypnosis. He did a call back to their first session talking about her grams. She was also hypnotized for seven hours that first session. And we Mm -hmm. don't know what was done in that time. What groundwork he laid. There may be these like key phrases that control her, which, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're going to stick with the hypnosis route, maybe Shane just hypnotized this guy to kill himself. Vervain doesn't stop hypnosis. Little trick he picked up in Tibet, maybe. Just throwing out that hypnosis connection because he seems to be able to like control her a little bit. He seems to be a gifted hypnotist. Let's say that. And he seems to get through to Bonnie in a way other people can't. Hmm. Wonder why. Then Shane says to Rudy, he says, your daughter is a prodigy. With my guidance, she'll be one of the most powerful witches in the world. But without it, she's a time bomb. One thing Shane will do is he'll spin it. Yeah. Rudy, no. There has to be someone else you can ask. Abby. Call Abby. Yeah. (laughs) Might as well. I guess we don't know what their contact situation is. 
But Shane cannot be his only option. And Rudy already doesn't trust Shane, but he seems a little bit more scared by the end of the episode. Yeah, he seems scared of the witchcraft part of it. And he's like, well, if he can control it, he says he can control it. So it must be true. He seems to know something. I don't think this guy would lie to me. Yeah, he says this guy's manipulative and then immediately gets manipulated. That's the power of a good manipulator. Then we go back to Shane's office. Stefan gets a call from Elena. She's in the tunnels. Rebecca picks up the phone. She says, hello. And Elena says, what did you do to Stefan? And Rebecca says, I rescued him from his old dull life, but it just keeps calling. She got it there. Stefan's not in the mood to talk right now. And Elena says, okay, then he can listen. I know you might not care about me right now, Stefan, but Cole compelled Damon to kill Jeremy. They're somewhere in the tunnels and it's one giant maze down here and I can't find them. So if you still care about the cure or Jeremy, then maybe you can come help. (laughs) Maybe is right. Stefan doesn't say anything. And Elena is like fuming. She says, okay, then hangs up. Yeah, she's like, what is the point of me having two brothers in love with me? I know. It's funny. I mean, like, I understand why Elena's calling Stefan in a way. But in another way, it's like, you don't know where Stefan is. What makes you think Stefan's going to be any more useful to this situation? Yeah, like, what is Stefan going to do? Like, maybe come in and snap Damon's neck, but you could do that too, Elena. Damon should have just told her, please snap my neck. Yeah. I don't think he was thinking that clearly because he's compelled. So his mind has to be 100% on his goal. Killing Jeremy. Yeah. Rebecca says, that is an interesting predicament for both of us. Then we go over into the tunnels. Jeremy is like in some spot. He's like prepping a gun. Damon says, did you miss the part where I said I'm compelled? Don't stop. And then Jeremy cuts his hand. Damon says, seriously, you're being hunted by a vampire and now you're bleeding. It's like, well, Damon, that should clearly be a trap. Yeah. Damon runs. He finds Jeremy's jacket. And then Jeremy gets Damon in a chokehold. But Damon bites him and tosses him to the ground and says, dumb move, Jeremy. You can't fight me in close quarters. And Jeremy says it was worth a shot and then shoots him in the chest. Have to assume wooden bullets because Damon screams. Damon says, you're going to have to shoot me, Jeremy, in the heart. I'm not going to be able to stop myself. You're a hunter. You know you want to. Do it. We see Jeremy shoot him, but we don't see where. It's clearly a commercial break moment. And then we do a little, whatever, time jump. A little later, Damon wakes up. He pulls a bullet out of his head. Damon says, he shot me in the head. Stupid idiot. Borderline brainhead moron. Of course he did that on purpose. Yeah, slay of him to shoot in the head. That'll keep him down. At least for enough time to get away, which it ends up working. Damon gets up and says, that was dumb, Jeremy. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Like, obviously, Jeremy's not going to kill you, Damon. Then we go over to Klaus's house. Maybe it's Rebecca's house. I don't know. Rebecca runs into Cole and says, going somewhere? I would if I were you. Because if Damon kills the hunter, Nick is not going to be pleased. And Cole says, I told Nick I wouldn't touch the kid. I didn't. Yeah, Cole's like, do you get it? I did some wordplay. Rebecca says, that was clever. I'm sure he'll really appreciate it. It is a very Klaus-esque move. And I think if it wasn't detrimental to what Klaus wanted, Klaus would appreciate the idea of it. Yeah, because he likes to do this, but he would not appreciate the way the day is gone. Yeah, he wouldn't appreciate it today. Rebecca holds up a dagger to Cole's back. And Cole says, you really dagger me? And Rebecca says, if I do, Damon's compulsion ends and this is all over. Well, like you can always undagger him. I get they're all pissed about getting daggered, but it's like kind of nothing if they wake up. I know. I just feel like, why is she taking this time to give him this speech? Just dagger him really quick. Wait 15 minutes and pull the dagger out and say, I'm sorry, I needed to end the compulsion. You get it. And he's already a wild card anyway. It's not like this is going to push him over the edge. Like he already wants to fuck things up. And frankly, 
if he's stopping you from the cure, you probably should dagger him for a while anyway. Yeah, he's made it very clear that he doesn't want you to find the cure. You might as well dagger him until you find it. He's causing way more troubles than he's... That he's worth. But instead, they continue talking. Cole says, well, then you're no better than Niklaus, daggering siblings when you disagree with them. Look at what this family has become. This is more than a disagreement. Yeah. He says, Elijah won't even show his face. He's so disgusted by our bickering. This cure has ruined us, and it hasn't even been found yet. Just imagine what would happen when it is. Rebecca says, first of all, this family was ruined long before we knew about the cure, okay? <laughs> He's like, we've been getting daggered way before the cure was even on the table. She's like, you know, our problems are much deeper seated than this cure could ever be responsible for. Remember Esther? And then Cole reveals he has the white oak steak. And he says, I won't let you raise Silas. Rebecca's like, I'm sorry, you were going to give me shit for daggering you and you're going to hold up the fucking white oak steak? Come on, dude. That's bitchy. <laughs> and then Klaus appears, pushes Cole off and says, enough of this foolishness. Put it down, Cole. But instead, Cole runs away. Opens the door really fast. It's a fun little shot. <laughs> and Rebecca says, he was going to kill me. And Klaus says, well, then I think you need a lesson in how to properly dagger a sibling. Yeah, Klaus is like, I guess I'm not so bad, huh? I guess daggering isn't such a bad reaction. <laughs> and Rebecca says, burn in hell and leaves. Just have Klaus dagger Cole, Rebecca. He's obviously going to be on board for it. And he won't hesitate like some people. Then we go out to the woods. Jeremy is running away from Damon, but he's hurt by the bite on his arm. Damon is also out in the woods, but Elena finds Damon first. And Elena says, Damon. Stop. I know you don't want to hurt Jeremy. So please stop. It's very pick me, girl. It's very, this isn't you. You're not like this. It's like, girl, why would this work? I mean, to be fair, she's out by herself. Stefan didn't seem like he was coming. So she's kind of like, I guess this is my plan. <laughs> she's like, I guess I'm going to try to convince him to resist compulsion. Because it worked so well with Stefan. It worked at least enough to, you know, delay some stuff. Yeah. That's what she's hoping for. Damon says, I can't. She says, you can. You're strong enough to resist the compulsion. I know you are. Damon says, why? Because Stefan did. And they're referring to the time, I think, that they were in the gym. Klaus said, when the clock runs out, kill Elena. Yeah. And Stefan was able to resist that. Elena says, because I love you. Because you love me. You'd do anything for me. So please do this for me. And Damon's like, are we sure you love me? I don't know that we've actually settled on that yet. Damon says, again, you are sired to me. I just find it hard to really love this. Yeah. But then some of Jeremy's blood drips off a leaf because he's suffering and bleeding. And so Damon, unfortunately, is clicked out of this romantic moment, says, sorry, Elena. And then she says, Damon. Yeah, because he's he's off. Damon says, Jeremy. And Jeremy holds the gun. Damon says, shoot now. Jeremy does shoot Damon. But Stefan pushes Damon away and says, hey, brother, long time no see. And then snaps his neck. The only one who's thinking here. Elena is annoyed. And Stefan says, you're welcome, which she should be thanking him. She begged him to come help. And he came and helped. Yeah, she called and asked for help and he came and helped. He did something that you were too afraid to do. Literally, Elena, I know you're sire to him. I mean, Damon should have said to Elena, please snap my neck and keep snapping my neck. But he couldn't think clearly with the compulsion. Stefan saves the day and he says, you're welcome. And he should. They are welcome. Then we go down to the Salvatore dungeon. Damon is coming too, and Stefan is there. Stefan says, easy there, buddy. And you lost a lot of blood. 
Damon says, you bled me out. And Stefan says, yeah, I didn't have much of a choice. Cole's compulsion is still in effect. I need you to stay locked up. And we don't have any Vivain. So this was the only way I could weaken you. Yeah, because all the Vivain died with the council. And Damon says, you sound real torn up about it. It's like, Stefan is probably kind of like excited. He can lock Damon up and keep him away from Elena. But also, Damon's the one who got compelled by Cole. Stefan is in a bad way. He's angry. He's operating out of anger. So he's happy about this. And Stefan needs a little bit of a win. He's had a rough couple of days. And he is right. They should stay separated. Like, yeah, Damon should be in a dungeon. Absolutely. But Stefan's having a little too much fun with it. He's a little too excited to put Damon in a dungeon. Damon says, shouldn't we be going after Cole and making him decompel me? Now, I don't know what idea he thinks this is. What does he think is going to happen? Stefan's going to go up to Cole and be like, hey, Cole, we'd love if you decompel Damon. And Cole's going to say, absolutely, thank you for speaking to me. No. To be fair, Cole's immature. He might be like, yeah, I kind of overreacted. I mean, I think this is not the smartest plan. I think it's smarter to dagger him because they have that option. But you might as well ask. I don't think you might as well ask. Cole's made it super clear that he thinks like this is the end of the world as we know it. He's not budging. He's not made it clear to them. I guess. He made it kind of clear to Damon. Yeah, but Damon's like, well, maybe he'll come and help anyway. Like, I just think Cole is such a wild card. There's no reason to not like go after that line. I mean, don't make it your only plan. Definitely dagger him if you can. But it's not like a crazy thought. I think it is a crazy thought to try to start an alliance with Cole. I think it's a useless alliance because he's never going to settle into anything. But you might as well be like, hey, Cole, this was obnoxious. Like any chance you can just undo the compulsion. Just like if you run into him. I'm not saying it's the ideal goal, but like, frankly, he might do it. I don't think he would. I think he's crazy enough that he might. Agree to disagree. You side with Damon there, I side with Stefan. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Stefan says, sure, that sounds easy enough, Damon. I'll get right on that. You can tell by his tone of voice he's not. He's not going to get right on that. He's going to stay sitting, laughing at his brother's pain. He's going to be giggling, giggling. Damon is weak. He coughs. And he says, at least let me see Elena. And Stefan says, oh, come on. You know, I can't do that. Stefan's like, well, I'm certainly not doing that because that's going to hurt my whole day. And also a real reason. (laughs) Yeah. And Stefan says, with the Sire Bond, all you have to do is tell her to let you out of here. It's too risky. And Damon says, you're really enjoying this, aren't you? Stefan doesn't admit it, but yes, of course he is. <laughs> he is enjoying this because he's giving like similar to his Ripper vibe at this point. Yeah, he's being strong and tough. And we stand Stefan for that. I think it's important for Stefan to stand up for himself a little bit. And I think the breakup with Elena has made him see that he needs to like get his shit together a little bit and be a little more tough. Yeah, I think he does need to stand up for himself, but he is like rubbing it in David's face a little bit. <laughs> You know what? Damon rubs his own shit in Stefan's face all the time. I think Stefan needs this a little bit. I think Stefan is justified in this. I just think it's interesting that you're siding with like, I am reading this as Ripper Stefan. I will always side with Ripper Stefan. You do like him. One thing about me, I'm going to defend Stefan to the death. I think Elena and Damon have been a little bit selfish and Stefan's being a little selfish now. And I think that is fair. Yeah. For your Stefan obsession, I know the perfect person to help you with this. Rudy can give you some antipsychotics from his pharmaceutical <laughs> business. <laughs> no, no. I respect that me being on Damon's side is not like the healthy choice. Okay. Mentally, I understand that. I think Stefan has earned the right to be a little bitchy. I think he has. He's in his sour era. Yeah, that's true.
Damon's in his lover era. I feel like Damon's in his red era right now. Yeah, because he's heartbroken. He's heartbroken and he's like not sure what the sire bond means. He's like, and it was like slow motion when Stefan <laughs> told me about the sire bond. <laughs> Damon's like, but you're in the living room and I'm in the dungeon and it's not fair that you're not around. Yeah, red era. Anyway. Stefan says it's better for Elena if you stay in here for now, at least until we find the cure. Then when she's no longer sired and you're no longer compelled, you can both do whatever the hell you want. Leave me out of it. Damon says, Stefan, wait. Stefan doesn't wait. He leaves. He locks the door. Stefan says, nope, I've said my piece. We're done. He said, I nailed it today. I just love Stefan. (laughs) I've made that clear. (laughs) That's crazy. I didn't know that about you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make it clear enough. (laughs) Really been uh, impartial. So then Stefan goes upstairs and Stefan runs into Elena and he says, going to see Damon. And she says, I need to talk to him. And he said, no, the fuck you don't. Stefan says, well, you can't. He'll just ask you to let him out. And Elena says, I won't let him out. And it's like, Elena, you can ignore a lot about the sire bomb, but you can't ignore that. And Stefan says, you won't have a choice. You're sired. That all? <laughs> She's so pissed. I'm so on board with him being bitchy to Elena. I will agree with him here. He's eating here. He's earned this. And Elena's earned this as well. Yeah. Elena says, Stefan, what are you doing with Rebecca? She tried to kill me. One time. <laughs> and Stefan says, and this will be the second time that Damon tried to kill Jeremy. So I guess nobody's perfect, right? It's actually the first time he tried. The last time he succeeded. <laughs> and this is so funny he's so slayed with this and she knows he's right so she says are you trying to punish me i don't know how many times i can apologize this is so classic elena to be like it's about me and i also don't think she really apologized that much i she apologized like one time yeah she's kind of like i'm sorry like i didn't want you to find out this way but she's not like i'm sorry i did it she's like no i don't regret doing it like she's made that clear yeah she's like no i'm in love with him she's like no i was right for that it's like, no, that was the right choice for me. And I feel bad you got hurt as a result of it. But that's not really my problem. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry that you feel like I was insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Very fake. He says, I never asked you to apologize. You can do whatever the hell you want, Elena. I really don't care. But she cannot accept the fact that she's not the main character in his mind. She's like, no, everyone cares what I do all the time. That's the whole thing about me. She's like, I'm the number one ranked in everyone's life, which is so funny because it is true that Like, up through season three, she was the top concern. Everyone was worried about protecting Elena first and foremost. And those things are all shifting everywhere. It's shifting for Caroline. It's shifting for Bonnie. It's shifting for Stefan. It didn't shift for Damon, but he's down terrible. So, of course, it wouldn't. They all have their own thing that they're worried about now. And it's like, well, Elena's a vampire, so she can kind of take care of herself a lot of the time. Even Klaus is, like, less concerned about her living. Yeah, he doesn't really give a fuck. He's like, you know, I would like more hybrids, but... But I'm not going to die if I don't have them. And she's like, hey, guys, it's me, Elena. Remember me? (laughs) She says, you're hurt and you're acting out. Stefan, this isn't you. She's like, no, you're just you're just hurt. Like, you obviously care about me. Like, you're just saying that to hurt me. And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, she's like, this isn't you. It's very pick me girl once again. And Stefan says, sure, it is. You've just never seen me like this. You don't know what I look like when I'm not in love with you. Ouchie. It's a punch to the face. He nailed it here. And it's funny because she's like, hey, 
just because I'm not in love with you doesn't mean you can't be in love with me. Yeah, she's like, wait, what do you mean you're not in love with me? Of course you're in love with me. We just broke up. Of course you're still in love with me. You're going to be in love with me forever a little bit, right? Yeah, she's like, I said I'm not in love with you, but like you're in love with me. I'm Elena Gilbert. Come on, be serious. And Stefan says, I'll let Damon know you stopped by. And she is pissed. She is fuming. She's like, what? She cannot believe the nerve of Stefan to not kiss her feet. She's like, all I did was dump you and then sleep with your brother immediately. And you're not in love with me? What the fuck? (laughs) But she leaves without saying anything else. She just storms off. And Stefan is like, ah, powerful. He took the power back. He's feeling good. He's feeling good. And that's what leads him to his um, next move. But first we go to the grill. Bonnie is sitting with her father. And she says, I owe you an apology. And he says, you don't owe me anything. I'm not happy to be right. And then he says, I'm going to get you some help. And she says, help? <laughs> I'm okay. Look, I got angry, I admit. But I knew what I was doing. And he says, you way lost control. Yeah, he's like, no, I was there. I saw it. You're not doing good. And then he says, Shane said, and she says, didn't we just establish that we couldn't trust him? He's trying to get under your skin. And Rudy's like, newsflash, she already is under it. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. Rudy says, the only thing that got under my skin is what I saw. My daughter using dangerous magic. And the fact that you don't think you need help means you need it even more. Yeah, gotta side with Rudy on that one. He's right here. He's right for that. We go over to the Gilbert house where Klaus is knocking on the door. Elena and Jeremy answer. And Klaus says, good evening, Gilbert clan. Elena says, what do you want? And Klaus says, I'm here to fetch my hunter. Seeing as how my brothers become a liability, Jeremy will be safer with me. Once again, I think they can rely on Klaus a little bit more than they have before. I think they should let Jeremy go with Klaus. Klaus doesn't want Jeremy dead. And like, he probably is better at protecting him from Cole than Elena is. I don't think that's a reach. I trust Klaus much more. Because not only is he a lot stronger than Elena, he knows Cole a lot better. Yeah, he knows the attempts that he'll make. Jeremy says, I think I'll pass. I've killed enough people for you today. What, one vampire? Yeah, he literally killed one person. Come on, buddy. You gotta get those numbers up. Klaus says, you think you're safer here? Clearly, you don't know Cole. He'll stop at nothing to get what he wants. So strange as it may seem, I'm your best bet. Well, and also because there's definitely a dagger at Klaus's house. There's not a dagger at this house. And Elena can't fucking dagger Cole because she'll die if she does. So come on, guys. And Elena says, sorry, but we'd rather take our chances. And Klaus says, fine. But when Cole does come, and he will, be sure to let me know, preferably before he burns your nice little home to the ground. And he turns to Jeremy and says, and as for you, Hunter, there's no shortage of people to turn or loved ones to threaten. So sleep well. We'll plan on finishing your work tomorrow. The thing is, is like Klaus is going to continue this path regardless. Yeah. He's going to continue turning people for Jeremy to kill. It's time to work with him because it'll just speed up the process. So then you don't have to like have a meltdown every day. Like, oh, the hunter instinct is so strong because I just killed one. Just kill a bunch at once. And then you can deal with the instinct after the fact when you see its full version. And then we go over to Rebecca's house. She's like having a Cosmo or something slaying the little cherry it looks like a manhattan to me but she's more of a cosmo girly yeah she's probably more of a cosmo girly but i think she would order a manhattan if she was at a bar with boys because she would want to seem not like other girls yeah. but i think at home she drinks a cosmo or like a dirty shirley <laughs> or it's it's just vodka with a cherry in it <laughs> that's very rebecca 
Stefan comes in and she says, sure, just barge right in. And he says, oh, I thought not knocking was our thing. And she was like, I think said, OK, I'm getting a sense of where this night is going. Hey, oh, she said, good thing. I always have a cute bra on. <laughs> he says, you didn't dagger Cole. She says, yeah, well, the white oak steak pointed at my heart made things a little difficult. I do believe my brother Cole has finally lost his mind. And Stefan says, that's all right. Jeremy's still alive and I took care of Damon. So where'd you put it? She says, the headstone? Someplace safe. Yes, she needs to keep this information locked up. They are not afraid to double cross her and she's not letting that happen again. She's learned, finally. Stefan says, that wasn't really our deal. And she says, well, considering you've betrayed me twice and I've betrayed you never, I think I'm acting brilliantly. She is. She got him there. Rebecca says, especially since we have no idea who that guy was who was looking for it or why he was looking for it. Yeah, that's a great question to to approach. Yeah, she wants to keep the upper hand over Stefan and it's smart that she does because there's a lot at play. She's not telling him (laughs) where the sword is buried again. She learned. She made that mistake once and she won't be making it again, we pray. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Rebecca says, did you work things out with Elena? And Stefan says, do you care? She said, no, I'm just wondering if I'm going to have sex tonight. Okay, can we get to the point? Yeah, she's like, just trying to figure out why you're here. And he says, do you even have to ask? She says, well, I guess I don't now. She says, no feelings, no attachments. Sure, something Rebecca's known for. Yeah, that's Rebecca's strong suit, definitely. Same with Stefan. Yeah, he says, none whatsoever. They make out. They're clearly going to have sex. And it's like, oh, come on, you two. Slay Rebecca for this. And I will say this coupling was a lot less uncomfortable to me than the Rebecca and Damon couple. Like this one, I kind of get it because evil Stefan has a thing for the crazies. Well, they have a little bit of history also. Yeah. Whereas like Damon and Rebecca didn't have any history. Damon was just doing it to make Elena jealous. Rebecca was doing it to make Elena jealous. I actually believe that like, Stefan and Rebecca have a little bit of mutual respect at this time. Yeah, and have a little bit of chemistry going on. It's not so vindictive. Of course, Elena will make it about her, we can assume. Yeah, it's still a little vindictive, and they both know it. It's a little bit reboundy. But it is also like, well, we're on a team together. We have this history. We'll lean into it again. Stefan's not having a random rebound. Yeah. He's having a rebound with someone who he has some chemistry with. Yeah. Rebound with intent. Yeah. So then we go over to the Gilbert house. Jeremy says, this is never going to end. If Cole doesn't kill me first, then Klaus is just going to force me to kill more innocent people. Like, how many vampires is it going to take? Ten? A hundred? And this is a fair question because we don't have a number. And we don't know how many Connor killed to get to where he was. And Jeremy hasn't killed enough to know, like, does the Merc grow the same amount every time? What's the fraction? What's the math? Yeah. And I don't think he's really a math guy either way. Yeah. Or what the complete Merc even looks like. I mean, he has no idea. And Elena seems to, you know, have a light bulb go off. And she says, if you kill one original vampire, their entire sire line will die with them. That's thousands, maybe tens of thousands of vampires. Cole compelled Damon to kill you. You're going to kill Cole instead. This is a amazing plan. Yeah, because it would be a quick way to kill a bunch of vampires, but not like make his hunter's instinct so, so, so strong. Exactly. And there's a reason, of course, like Klaus isn't suggesting this because that's his family. We know his family is super important to him, but it's very smart of Elena to suggest this. So that brings us to the end of the episode. So I have to ask, is this plan going to work? I think no. I wish it would because I think it's a good plan. And part of this is because I'm pretty sure Cole is on the originals. I'm not 100% sure, but I've seen like pictures of him with the other originals and it might just be like, oh, originals, haha. 
because he was there longer than Finn. But I think he's going to make it through this. And I think the daggering is just a safer option because I think realistically, if Cole gets closer to Klaus, Klaus is just going to dagger him, which like once he's daggered, you could always use the white oak stake as well. But I'm just not sure. Because also killing Cole will immediately make an enemy of Klaus and Rebecca because no matter their complicated issues with Cole, we know that family. They're not cool with you like killing their siblings. Yeah. Like Klaus was cool with Finn, but he didn't like Finn at all. And like, at least he and Cole have some kind of friendship. And Rebecca was still pissed about Finn. Yeah, Rebecca was pissed. And so I think it's just a dangerous issue to bring up. It puts a lot of alliances in jeopardy and they kind of need all these alliances right now. And it is also this thing of like, you're still killing innocent people, Jeremy. Just because you don't have to see them doesn't mean they're not dying. Mm -hmm. He's got to accept that one way or another, he's killing innocent people to complete the Merc. And at this point, it doesn't seem like there's a way out of completing the Merc. Yeah. So you might as well collaborate with Klaus on a plan. And you can even bring this to him and say, like, look, this is an option that would work really well for us, but we don't think you'd want Cole, like, completely dead. And so we really want to discuss how we can do this. We want to work with you. But this is a plan that we might entertain if you don't want to work with us. This is a plan that we're thinking about if, like, you don't have anything better to suggest. Make his, like, care for the family work for you. Exactly. Next question. Stefan and Rebecca. What do we think of this couple? Do we think they're going to be long lasting? What do we think the deal with them is going to be? I don't think they're going to be like long lasting in any real stretch, but I think they're both doing this out of spite in a certain way and out of a need for companionship because Stefan doesn't really want to hang out with Damon or Elena. And he knows if he brings any of this to Caroline, Caroline's going to be like, you're acting like a ripper. You need to get your shit together. So this is someone who won't hold him accountable for anything who will just distract him from the situation going on. This doesn't mean it's a long-term couple. I think we've got like an episode or two, maybe a little longer given how the situation with Elena and Damon continues. But I think it's just kind of an under the surface thing. They're like, we're just doing this for fun. Sure. What do we think is next for Bonnie? We saw that Rudy wanted to help and we saw Bonnie kind of go back and forth on whether she's trusting Shane or not. Do you think she's going to keep working with Shane? Do you think Rudy's going to try to enlist someone else? What do you think is next for her? Well, it's this question of who can Rudy even enlist for help? Like he's not tied into the witch community the way Sheila was. So is he just going to send her to get help from Shane again? And also there's this issue, which she's not touching on because she's not really aware of this, but like he is still keeping stuff from her. Like he has not told her everything, but she is not quite there. Mm -hmm. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, you can give us five stars rating and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.